Well, folks, it's been a little while. We took some time off intentionally. Yes. Give or take. Give or take. I'm tired. It was hey, a long week, we okay? Don't, we don't do this like as a full-time thing. We do this when we have time. If this was a full-time thing, we'd be much more consistent, but hey, uh, we surprisingly where, aren't. Where is the RSO bank account right now? We have not made a penny off this podcast. <laughs> True story. Our our balance is the exact same it was day one. Yours I mean, is the same? <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, you've been getting thousands of dollars. <laughs> no, I've been losing thousands of <laughs> You opened up the Spotify for podcast. What? I owe you $346. <laughs> I think we're down 25 bucks because we tried promoting our Instagram one time. Oh, yeah. What? But we don't use our Instagram. That was you that did that. that I wasn't, did. That wasn't and it actually helped a little bit. That was a green choice. I was just curious what it would do. Well, I mean, it, it did give good insight. Yeah. So. It's worth doing again sometime when I have $20. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days when I have $20. I had $20, then I signed a lease. <laughs> Rip. Nah. Well, anyway, we're back. Surprise. We know you missed us. You know, hugs and kisses all around. Not to anyone else. Just you. People think that we're talking to them. Like other people listening to this podcast, but really just it's talking just you. to you. Really just talking to you. Yeah, I see you sitting there with your screen that is definitely because you're watching this on your phone, and I know you are, and you're probably watching it on Spotify. Actually, ah, you might be watching on Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts. We get a lot of, we get a lot of, we actually have a surprising amount of people listening on Apple Podcasts. And you sitting there, and your screen is kind of dirty, and you really need to be doing something else right now. And you're kind of trying to multitask while listening to the podcast, which we appreciate. But, hey, I mean, maybe you're building doors, or maybe you're just having a little drive. Why would they Thanks build for doors? Listening. They don't build doors. Dude, the dude, listening, the dude I'm talking to. to right now, he builds doors. Oh, does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, so you actually have someone in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm speaking to so someone now, now, specifically. So now he knows that you were aiming hugs and kisses towards him. I'd do it to his face, too. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> me and him like to watch... Heard. Me and him like to watch funny videos. I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway. So, NASCAR. It's a thing. It happens. Twice. What? <laughs> they nascar twice? You know what? But let's let's wait. Let's give it a wait. second before we get to the big NASCAR stuff. The big NASCAR. Let's the start. Small NASCAR let's stuff. start with the small NASCAR stuff. The little cars. Um, Hickory Motor Speedway had a little bit of a kerfuffle. Once again, people wonder why short tracks struggle, and then short tracks do crap like this, and it's like, oh yeah, that that's why. Write down your rules. <laughs> If you're going to enforce a rule, you got to write it down. Or at least, at least say it on a regular basis in the driver's meeting that is recorded. When you record the driver's meeting and what like, you look, s- it's not there. So in case any of you are not into the short track scene, aren't on NASCAR Twitter or anything like that. Honestly, good. Don't go to NASCAR Twitter. Yeah, it's. I've, I'm a lot more depressed than I used to be. Well, and considering <laughs> I'm like NASCAR Twitter sucks, but then NASCAR is definitely the most chill and low, like, like low numbers Twitter I've ever been a part of. Like when I was into like when I was in the Overwatch competitive scene and all these other things I've been a part of. Most Twitter accounts, like the big ones, have hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. 
It's like, like when I talk about like Overwatch and stuff. Imagine there being like fifteen Eric E steps, like of that yeah. size, and those are just like your regular creators. Yeah. So NASCAR Twitter is the smallest Twitter I've ever been a part of. It's also the weirdest Twitter like ever. Everyone else is either like they're kind of all the same. They're all kind of weird in the same ways. NASCAR Twitter, you have like the 60-year-old boomers that come in and comment racist stuff. You have the 14-year-old kid that's like, I like Lightning McQueen and he drive car, so he in car. (laughs) And then like, you have like 6 million different things (laughs) where NASCAR Twitter is just weird. It's not the worst Twitter. It's not the most drama-filled Twitter, but it's definitely just weird. Yeah. So, for those of you who were not in this weird place of NASCAR Twitter... Um, yeah, good for you. Um, Landon Huffman is the current track champion of Hickory Motor Speedway. Won it last season. Wheelman. Wheelman. And he's got a YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. I just found it through the, all this stuff. And it's it's really cool keeping up with him. But um, this past weekend, um, Hickory held their weekly racing series. So, of course, Landon was involved in that series. And they were running the late model stocks doing twin 40s. If y'all don't know, if y'all aren't in the short track scene, basically that means instead of just one race, they are running two races, two races that are 40 laps each. They'll do one at the beginning of the night. All the other divisions will race, the street stocks, renegades, super trucks, all that stuff will race. And then at the end of the night, they'll finish with a late model stock feature as well, both of 40 laps. So they start the night and... Gets involved in a wreck in lap three in the first 40 lap feature. Tears some stuff up, is not able to return to the first feature, but is ready to grid up by the second feature. So he goes to the end of the line where he would start because he didn't make a finishing position. And all of a sudden, an official says, hey, just so you know, you won't be able to uh, advance your position. You basically got to park after a lap. Uh, Why? You didn't race 20 laps in the first race. That's not a rule in the rule book. That's not something that was said in the driver's meeting. Here's here's the thing. That rule is not something that is a bad rule if it's implemented. Here's the point. Hickory's asphalt is stupid old. Stupid damage. Cracks everywhere. It is a cheese grater for tires. So, if Landon goes out there with a repaired race car with only three laps on his tires while everyone has else has 40 laps, he's going to lap the field. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be rapid. So the idea of this rule is you have to do 20 laps of the first feature to even race in the second feature to make it an equal playing field. There's an option, apparently, to buy scuffs from the garage. But the entire time that Landon was working on his car, no officials came to be like, hey, Hurry up, get to the tire garage, buy you some scuff so you can race, or nothing like that. He lines up to the grid, and the promoter goes, you can't race. And he does it to two other cars as well. So, this led to a whole drawn-out public argument between the two, and they eventually met behind closed doors, and I think it's ended in Landon. He'll still race at Hickory some, but I don't think he's doing the championship anymore. I think he's going to other tracks quite a bit. And the track basically said, no, it was not a rule in the rule book. Um, No, it was not said in the driver's meeting at any of the races this year. But it has been said in years past. 
and it is the driver's responsibility to know the rules. 18 years ago, on March 14th, there was it was briefly mentioned behind the concession stand to six different people on a paper napkin. So therefore, it's you official. should know about it. <laughs> and I saw I something. I understand the rule. Yeah, like, the rule I, makes I, sense. The rule makes perfect sense. It's just how you went about not telling people about it and how you went about enforcing it. That's what the problem is. Yeah. I have no problem with the rule. The rule makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I don't know, man. It's, it's really funny, though, because Landon's... Um, YouTube channel. One of his guys in the garage made a uh, oh, yeah, list of rules. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. And it's like that was funny. Got to fix the car. Fix what you break. Don't break something. Whatever. Anything Rob said in the last eighteen years, which you may or may not have been here for. Yeah. It's just. No, it's it's, it's a mess. It's a mess, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit more in the show. I think it's kind of beautiful in a way how social media for all of its absolute disastrous consequences it's brought to the human race one of the few good things it has done is it has given people a voice once again good and bad it has given people voices that would not normally have it so think about imagine this is 1996 and this exact situation happens. Nobody knows Nobody about knows it. about it. Now. Landon. Yeah. Maybe a small circle of less than 100 people know yeah, the that people, this happened. The people that are in the know, in the pits, and friends of people in the pits or whatever, maybe some people outside the track afterwards. When I'm going to be honest. Like, 90% of the people, fans at the track probably don't, wouldn't know. No. I mean, I mean, if me and you were there and we saw what was going on, we we probably wouldn't know <laughs> why it's being done. We would know they're We would have to poke around to find out. Yeah, we'd have to poke around to find out. You have to mess around and find out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about some other people a little bit later in the show that also have a voice when some people don't want them to. Um, do you know how healthy, just uh, before we move on, Yeah. do we? Do you know how healthy short track racing could be if it wasn't for some stuff like this? Stupid. I mean, I mean I'm not, I don't want to try and blast any people. And Landon did a really good job in his videos of going, hey, the promoter of Hickory, I respect that this man pours his heart and soul and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears of ours doing this job. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're doing it right. And he's like, I respect him. I don't agree with the way he's running it. And there is a lot of tracks. I mean, in our interactions with people in the short track community, when you look at a series, they're like, oh yeah, they're not going to race at such and such track. Why aren't they going to race there? It's personal reasons. And that's not uncommon. And it sucks. Because little personal feuds get in the way of expanding the sport. And if you just have people at the top of these tracks who who are a little more open and trying to help the drivers out, instead of going, this is my house, what I want goes, I think there would be a lot more growth. I would agree. I mean, I don't know, and I I don't know the inner workings of track management. I don't know what the numbers look like. I don't know. But what I do know, there's not a reason nobody should have went to Landon and been like, hey, did you buy scuffs? Yeah. 
or at least give them the option while you're sitting on the grid. Be like, hey, throw like, some scuffs on. Throw some scuffs. On I mean, that's your fine. track champion. Yeah. That man, and yeah, he does he have a following. Yeah, you screwed over the one guy that can. Make and I'm a not fuss saying it's it. right for them to screw over the two other guys. No, yeah. But you got to look at this, and it's like he probably has more followers on Twitter than anybody at that track on that night. He is because right side only weren't there. Ex- <laughs> but it's a joke. But it's like. That is your popular driver right now. You have Landon Huffman sponsored by Dale Jr.'s Liquor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. He does have High, high Rock. Rock Vodka. Yeah. And you just said, no, you can't race. And there was no reason for that. I mean, yes, the rule, but there was no written reason. Yeah. You've it's got to be you've got to make that stuff clear. It's got to be an open area where your drivers can come in and have a good time and want to come back. Because if your drivers don't want to come back, you're not going to have a show for very long. That's my two cents. I didn't mean to just rant on no, that, but fine. that's that's, it, that's a big deal. Yeah, that that whole situation. It's little things like that which ruin the short track community. And I don't. I'm not trying to just blast this guy. I'm not. It, I'm I'm not saying that this one move ruined the short track racing for the week. No, it's moves like this. It's a multitude of moves like this, not just by him, but by other people. That's what plagues the short track community, and I think holds it back in some ways. If everyone just was on the rising tide, floats all boats, whatever you say, <laughs> then I think we'd be in a lot better position... We just need a lot more cooperation between everybody in the short track community. More specifically, Facts. the guys that own the 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 asphalt. That's my that's my soap opera of rant for the day. I just I felt strongly about this situation. You got to write down your rules, man. Yeah. At the end of the day, you just got to write down your yeah, rules. It's, it's nobody's fault but yours. But anyway, yeah. We talked about that for fifteen minutes. So. I know. I know. Let's go to something else. So let's talk about the stuff that you probably all came here for. Uh, NASCAR. Beavers. Beaver. Beaver fact of the day. Beaver fact of the day is they exist. All right, moving on to NASCAR. So we had is named a Bucky. lot of that. What? I said one of them is named Bucky. Bucky the Beaver. Yeah. We abuse that. Coming soon to Pigeon Forge. Oh, yeah, we do abuse that one at the church. Yeah, we have a Bucky. I have a Bucky. For legal reasons, plushie. it's a sl- stuffed beaver, not yeah. a beaver. Yeah. We it's abuse stuffed, that beaver. It's a stuffed beaver. <laughs> And uh, we abuse it on a weekly basis to church. Well, the kids abuse it. We abuse, everybody just throws him. We around could play baseball with because him because he's round. It's a very round, like cartoon. He's such a fat looking beaver. beaver. So people have fun throwing him around. Anyway, so NASCAR. Let's pick up where we started. So we went to Phoenix. There was a race. William That's Byron won the race. <laughs> William Byron won the race. But beforehand. NASCAR saw some parts on some cars they did not like. They confiscated them. And a couple days later, they announced there was some massive penalties. I think they were cumulatively the biggest penalties it was ever handed out by NASCAR. So, here's what it was. $100,000 for each team. Per team, yep. 100 points per team. 100 driver points per driver 
except no, for Chase Elliott because 10. he was not driving. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, nope, it was 100. Yeah. 10 playoff points per each driver, again, excluding Chase Elliott. Josh Berry does not get points in the Cup Series because he does in the Xfinity. Am I missing something? Oh, yeah. All their crew chiefs are gone for a month. Rip Bozo. Four weekends. And Hendrick is appealing. Good. The They are keeping the crew chiefs off the track, just in case they lose. So they ain't got to deal with it later. But some of the quotes we're hearing from them and Colleague, because Colleague was also penalized, mm-hmm. are uh, a little spicy. A little spicy. A little spicy. There, so, there's been lots of spice going around. The Hood Louvers are the part in question. and Wait for it. Wait for it. I t- commented this in the NASCAR Weekly Podcast the other day, and it got a laugh. It, they were talking about like people were coming up with puns for louvers and mine was looking for louvers in all the wrong places <laughs> that was the one i got so <laughs> there's my <laughs> he's just looking for louvers in all the wrong places <laughs> those Lord places help. being the nas the nascar r&d center in charlotte so he- here's the reason why this matters because we have hendrick basically saying that hey these parts are getting shipped to us bad they don't fit the mold there's not been clear communication to do with these parts that don't fit the mold. It's another situation like the colleague car. They only took one. They didn't take both. There's that side of it. And you would think, well, it's it's one part. Why really worry about if it was modified? Here's why it matters so much is because the hood louvers were not allowed to put grill tape on anymore. Nope. The hood louvers is air circulating to the motor, cooling the motor down. The hotter your engine runs, the faster it runs. But the quicker it blows up. Not ideal. Not ideal. But here, here's you the just thing. Set the, you just set a 300 mile an hour lap, but you can only run one lap. Though. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, th- I don't... Super Speedway races. I yeah. think they taped it up. Uh-huh. And that's why you turned it off as soon as you hit that start-finish line. Yep. But if you run your engine hot, you can only run it hot for so many races. By NASCAR not letting them put tape on the grill, I think you remember Kyle Busch accidentally got some tape on the grill last year. Yeah, Fontana. And they made him take it off. They made it 40 laps later. Yeah. Um, by them doing this, the engines run cooler, which means they run the engines for more races. Yep. Brings down the cost. Yep. So that's why this is a this part matters. Now, what they did or didn't do to it, it doesn't sound like they were trying to manipulate it to gain composite competition wise, because they took them off, put new ones on, and won the pole, and won the race. So, I don't think there is any intentions to bend the rules for competition's sake. But you touched a single source part. I, I I sent a joke to you that I almost tweeted, but was worried that I might get um yelled at for make like saying Hendrick died. But I was just making fun of how egregious the penalties was. I was like, because there's a screw where there was not supposed to be a screw. Feels like that might be the case just because it's they're not fitting the mold. You want my you want my full takedown of this situation? Do it. Okay, welcome to the first and last episode, probably, of Judge Turnpike. Play the play the theme music. 
So, if we're going to determine whether or not Hendrick is guilty of the things that they have been accused of, I think we need to take a look at all the mitigating factors. Factor number one, they got confiscated. We know that. Factor number two, they got penalized. Wow. Who could have foreseen this? So, to me, as someone that deals with a lot of NASCAR parts, I'm going to tell you that the thing of them coming from the manufacturer wrong is 100% plausible. I'm not saying that I'm not saying they did and I I don't nobody can say for certain because one we don't have the parts. Two, we're not in the organization. We don't I mean nobody will ever fully know without a shadow of a doubt. But what you try to do is try to get it to where you can establish you know, general credibility. So, in my opinion, I think the smoking gun in this case of is Hendrick guilty or not is Colleg. Colleg is the the make or break point of this. Because, well, so let's think. So the louvers on the Colleg cars would be the exact same louvers as on the Hendrick cars. That's how that works. So, we didn't see this problem with Fords or Toyotas. So, it was a Chevy-specific problem. Then, Hendrick, you know, they're Hendrick. What team is Colleg aligned with? RCR. RCR. RCR's louvers were not wrong. Colleg's were. Colleg's cars are really mostly... They're RCR cars. Yeah. I mean, they're essentially RCR cars. So, and there was only one of them that was weird. So once again, I think if if just looking at that, if they say, oh, this part is a little bit too big, well, just make it fit, and you make it fit. Did you technically, technically break the rule there? You modified a single source yes. part. Yes, technically you modified a single source part, but did you modify it to be correct? Th- this is, this is, this is going to be the question, is if I say... Dylan. They didn't do a good job because the official said it was obvious. Yeah, well, maybe they mod- they they made it too thin. I don't know. I'm just saying, imagine a world where I'm like, hey, Dylan, uh, go fill this bottle up halfway with water, and you fill it 75% full of water. Okay. And I pour the other half out just to make it, to make it 50%. Did I modify what you gave me? Yes. Did I make it correct to what it's supposed to be? Also, yes. So if they modified them, maybe they overshot it. I don't know because I, they've been very vague on the whole thing. Yeah. But personally, I think this has done two things. Number one, it's going to make NASCAR look bad because I think it's going to get overturned. I truly think that these penalties will get overturned because of what I mentioned with Colleg. And then two... Hendrick's already on a tear. They don't need more momentum. Yeah. All this is going to do is get Rick Hendrick saying, guys, they're out here. They're insinuating that we're cheating because of this part. Let's light them up. And then Hendrick is going to light up the field. Because how many times have we seen something like this happen? Or like in sports where some tragic event happens or something. Then the team, whoever whoever it is, goes on an absolute tear. 
Like, hey, you're cheating. No, we're not. Oh, yeah, they're not cheating. Okay, we're going to beat the snot out of everybody kind of thing. You know, here here's the thing. The only part of this penalty that matters is the crew chief suspension and the playoff points. Yeah. Uh, uh. No, I mean I think, it's, I, I think it, it's it is. Pretty, I think the hundred point hurts pretty bad. The money. I think if it's going to be a situation like Byron, why? Why does why does the hundred points hurt? Because I mean it's it's seeding, and of course it's winning your end. So who really cares? And that's what I'm saying. The seeding, it's basically playoff points. Yeah. So I'm just saying point, that William Byron was in. I mean, not William Byron. Alex Bowen was in points lead, and then they yeah. eviscerated that. <laughs> yeah, and that sucks. But they're all going to be in the playoffs. They will. There's not going to be one car miss that playoff. It doesn't matter if the appeals panel are like, you wasted our time. We're going to double your penalty. They're all still going to be in the playoffs. Because here's the deal. If they have the 100-point penalty, then they're going to win or they're not going to get in. But they're going to win. Yeah, they win. It's just... I mean, what is some what is some things? There are some universal truths. We have... Uh, the sun rises after nighttime. Natalie Decker Rex. Natalie Decker Rex. Um, water is wet. Sun is hot. If you invade Russia, you need winter clothes. <laughs> to beat Germany, you have to sink the Bismarck. And to win a NASCAR championship, you have to beat Hendrick. And if you want to win an F1 championship, you got to beat Max Verstappen. That's that. Those are the rules now. So to overcome this is going to be just another day at the office for the Hendrick guys. I'd say all four cars win, probably multiple wins. They're not going to be hurting because of this. I think everyone... It's the implied you're a cheat thing. I think everyone but Elliot has multiple wins this year. Mm, I think, think, well, I think Chase Elliott can ring him just just as good as everybody. He can, he won't. Because he's the best driver at Hendrick Motorsports. No, he's not. In my mind, he's the best driver in Hendrick Motorsports. No. I any day would put Kyle Larson above him. I wouldn't. I might put Elliott second. I wouldn't. I might. I'd put Chase Elliott first in a heartbeat. I think. I don't think Kyle I, Larson's that good. Ooh, hot take with turn. Do you really believe that? 2021 has forever shaping how we look at Kyle Larson. 2021's not I'm look, what I'm looking at. That's what I mean. I think the whole thing before that was Kyle Larson can't get it done. He had that year where he had an absolute rocket ship and nobody could touch him, and he never had to prove anything, and he went out and won every race, basically. And then it's winning back a, to winning a cup race is too hard to not have to prove anything. Back to he can't get it done. He didn't get it done very well last year. He's not getting it done this year. He is getting I'm it done. Just, he he's been. He hasn't sealed any. He hasn't. I'm just has saying, he had two second places? I'm just saying. I know it's not wins. It. I know he it's not wins. But he has two should have been wins. I say should have been. That's not how NASCAR works. It's very. There I know it's no not. Should have been. I know it's not. And I'm usually the first one to say that. He's a contender all the he's, time. He is a contender. I he's just, a contender, I just, I just in my think, opinion, more often than Elliot. I just don't. We're gonna. I just don't think we're gonna see anything like we saw, even remotely close. And maybe we won't see something quite like 2021. But I still think he's the best driver at Hendrick. I don't. True. And truthfully. I, I would not be surprised to see a timeline where William Byron is also ranked above Chase Elliott. I don't think he's. I don't think so. 
Look, I know right now, obviously, he's won two races. He's on a hot streak. But William Byron's been good. He just hasn't been able to seal the deal. That's what I'm talking about with Larson. And I, I know that. Way. But Larson's been a lot better than Byron Over the has course been. of his career, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, and what did he do in the dirt world? I'm not talking... That's not related to the NASCAR world. I'm talking about driver in general. I'm talking about NASCAR. That I'm explicitly next gen, just talking next about NASCAR. Gen, next gen, Chase Elliott's better than Kyle Larson. Probably. I would I would agree with that. Um, I mean, technically, I guess right now you would say William Byron's better than Kyle Larson. Right now. Because... Right now, yeah. We have a benchmark of the last few weeks where they're in the same team's cars, and William Byron's beating him. And this could change next week. Kyle Larson could win the next six races. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think if we're in Xfinity cars, I think Kyle Larson beats them all. We're not in Xfinity, but we're cars, not, but and we're that's not, that's so. a world where I was saying, like, I was talking about over-encompassing driver. You're talking more Cup Series today, next gen car. You know what? I think that your opinion is wrong, and I think it is detrimental to stock car racing. Speaking of being detrimental to stock car racing, everyone's favorite podcast host, who sometimes races for fun on the weekends, got himself into a little bit of trouble when he admitted to doing a no-no. Not a no-no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't you hate when somebody does a no-no? <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, in case you're wondering who I was talking about, I'm talking about Ross Dennis Hamlin. Chastain versus Denny Hamlin round like 15. But Ross actually didn't do anything this time though. It was it's just Denny. And it, the funny thing is, I don't think Denny went into that corner going, "I'm going to wreck him." That he was just, just a spur of the moment. It yeah, was I'm just like it. he's he's losing the car, he's going to the wall, he sees the one, he's like, "Huh. Perfect." <laughs> It's like he he knew he was about to hit the wall, and he's like, "Ooh," and nothing would have happened. Nothing would have happened. But he had to open his mouth. Yep, he knew that was going to happen, and he's appealing it. And I think he'll win that one too. I think I think he'll probably win that one too. I mean, I think NASCAR is going to go zero for two here, on penalties. Here, here's my thing. I think as long as you're not doing something super dangerous. Then it's okay. As far as if you right goes, hook him, yeah. If you right hook him at Daytona in a in a turn, then yeah, you're done <laughs> to the gulag. Okay, yeah, you're done. <laughs> but if you, he literally just took him to the wall. Yeah, that was as far as payback is concerned, weakest payback I've ever seen. I think life. it's boys have at it until you do something dumb. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Don't make us take away your toys is kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weak, weak. It was just it was just so weak. That's payback. not the one you admit to. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I was watching Eric's, Eric Estep's video about this, and this raises a good question that I feel like me and probably other people will have. So remember last year when Joey Logano admitted to wrecking... William Byron out of the lead. Remember that? At Darlington. Yeah. He came out in the race and said, hey, I didn't like how you raced me. So he... he, he basically, Is that a confession? No. Yes. He he said, I, I, I bumped him hard going out of the turn. So he admitted to wrecking somebody. Okay? He was not penalized for that. Denny Hamlin admitted 
to wrecking Ross Chastain. And he was penalized. The difference is Joey Logano was going for the lead and Denny Hamlin was letting go of the wheel. So if you're going to wreck somebody, you have to do it when you're fighting for the lead with the most to gain, with the most possible carnage behind you. You can't, if you wreck somebody for 39th, absolutely not. If you wreck someone going for the lead at a super speedway and end up totaling 15 cars, that's perfectly okay. That's fine, though. That's fine. Why is it that we have, like, different perspectives on, okay, well, you're racing for the lead, so it doesn't matter that you wreck that guy, versus you're all the way back here, but you wreck that guy, so now we're going to shoot you. Like, I just don't... I yeah. just I just don't understand why we draw the line some places. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, I wreck it's like that would be like if me and you were in a company and you were the CEO and I was like, okay, and I came up and just shot you. But it's like it's okay because he was trying to advance his position in the company. And then like I go out and shoot a janitor and it's like, well that's a problem because you're tr- they're below you. So that really doesn't matter because you're not trying to advance yourself. As long as you shoot somebody above you, then you're okay. It's this below stuff we don't talk about. Yeah. For legal reasons, this is all a joke. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like, not 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 I, I haven't not. shot any multimillionaire CEOs. I, I haven't done that that I know of. <laughs> For legal reasons. What about janitors? I haven't shot any janitors either. <laughs> I haven't shot any janitors. It was called a custodian. It's called a custodian. <laughs> yeah. He was a maintenance worker. So why is it that as long as you're trying to wreck someone ahead of you, that's okay. But wrecking someone that's beside you, not okay. Why? I just I just want to know. I, just I don't know. know. Yeah. If you wreck somebody, shouldn't it be the same no matter what? It should. I mean, uh, Yeah. Um, inconsistencies it is it very much is but while we wrap up phoenix talk let's go ahead and look at what our rso picks were for that weekend you had picked kevin harvick which was looking to be a really good pick was looking to be a race winning pick yep the closer did not close nope the closer (laughs) opened and (laughs) he finished fifth um, getting you a whopping of 36 points. I got Chase Briscoe was right in the mix there too in seventh, 34 points for me. And at the end of that race weekend, I still have a pretty decent lead, 117 to 69. Do we want to go ahead and tell them what our picks for Atlanta was, or do you want to? Yeah, we'll just go ahead and do it. Let's cool. go ahead and get this. So going so. into Atlanta. Um, on Saturday, we were hoping to put a little episode together on Saturday, did not end up happening. And, uh, Sunday morning we were at church together and we're like, Hey, we should probably mark our picks (laughs) before the race. So the picks for the race were Turnpike picked Corey LaJoy. I picked Michael McDowell. And do we want to build up or do you want to just... No, just, just, just go ahead and go ahead. So I picked Michael McDowell and finished 21st. That did not pay off too well for me. Um, so I got 20 points out of that. Your Corey LaJoy pick worked really well, getting you a fourth place finish for 37 points. And that means our final score as of right now is Turnpike 106, Green 137. 
a 31-point gap. Closer. Yeah, you're getting closer. But Atlanta. You wait for me to get my pick this week. It's going to go back down the drain. So let's – we talked RSO picks to get that out of the way. I think we need to talk about Saturday. What a what a catastrophe of a of a day. Just 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 why even bother showing up? I I Josh, stopped I Josh, stopped watching everything. Josh Williams showed up. He did. They told <laughs> and him he to, decided he decided he was going to park it just like they told him. He didn't they didn't tell him where to park it. They just told him to park it. Apparently his he did exactly what his spotter told him because apparently the words his spotter gave him were NASCAR said to park it. So he parked it. So he parked it. He parked it. I don't know what you want from him. <laughs> he should have been more specific. But, um, yeah, Josh Williams was involved in the incident. What was it like? Like thirty something out of a two. I don't two, remember. I don't know what lap it was, but there's like 160 laps. It was lap 30 or something, something dumb like that. And he's trying to put bare bond on the car to hold it all whole thing together. It's too cold for the bear bond to seal, and something falls off right as they gave one to go. They didn't like that that came out after they gave one to go, especially as the farce of the race that had been happening so race. far. And uh, they told him he was done. So he completed a lap. Exactly. Did not go into the pits after that. A singular lap. He, he, he completed the lap, parked it at the finish line, and walked across the infield straight to the hauler <laughs> where Genius. he was held captive for a few hours. Hey, yo, free my man Josh. He didn't do nothing. I will say, though, Josh did something pretty uh, funny today. So I don't know if y'all have realized, Josh Williams was a guest on... DBC on today or yesterday for those of you listening and he was wearing a shirt do you know what his shirt said I don't but I'm sure you'll tell me can't park here can't nice (laughs) King Uh, Josh Williams likes his shirts but um (laughs) But yeah, that I thought that was a pretty funny nod, and there's there's some pretty good conversation in that episode. If y'all want to listen to them after you listen here, but uh, that was a pretty good source of entertainment for the uh, for the farce of a race that was going on. <laughs> I guess you're right. But luckily, Saturday ended, and Sunday came upon us, and. Look, I don't like New Atlanta, but it wasn't bad. You know? It was it was fine. There was good lead changes. The battle for the lead there at the end was really exciting. Um very much a green flag race for the Cup series. Yeah. That was there was very few cautions in that whole ordeal. But Which uh, we have been forward and straightforward. That's what we enjoy. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Like people hate when it's like there's too many wrecks. This race sucks. There's not enough wrecks. This race sucks. I like, will say it's, it's kind of funny. I will say the whole speed limit starts on the back stretch for pit road. Stupid. Look, <laughs> I totally agree with commitment line on the back stretch. Yeah. 
because you don't want them cutting off the track last second in the trioval there when you have super stop super speedway style racing but it should be commitment line is on the back stretch yellow line cuz speed limit is always yellow line to yellow line yellow line is at normal pit entrance you have to be on the apron but you can go 100 miles an hour on the apron you know it's fast does it not seem like i know you're i know you're kind of robbing peter to pay paul in the fact that i think it's pretty sketch to have cars going 45 miles an hour right under cars going 185 miles an hour. There's not a good option here other than, I guess, how it was, but then I'm sure they changed it for a reason. No, oh yeah. I mean, they, they don't need to just dive down on pit road, but I think if they just take away the speed limit there to where you have to be on the apron if you're pitting, speed limit starts where it normally would at old Atlanta. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it because I mean something I, I it's it's not likely I don't think but something's going to happen and 180 and 45 are very different speeds. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Can you not see something very bad or very sketch happening in that situation? No, yeah, I can. I I think there's not a great I don't have any opinions on this because I really don't care where where it is. <laughs> but maybe have a happy medium where it's somewhere in the middle so you can have a, a really long descending period and then whatever. I don't know. I really don't care personally. Yeah. I don't care about where the speed limit line is. It's not something I'm going to sit awake at night. Yeah. So Joe Ilgano was the one that ended up taking the lead from Brad Kozlowski. Brad Kozlowski would have been a cool guy to see win. Corey LaJoy would have been a very cool guy to see win. But Joe Logano ends up with the trophy. Not a cool guy to see win. <laughs> it's just a guy we normally see win. I don't guy. mind. Yeah, I don't mind Logano. Like, he was like one of your favorite drivers. He though. was. That's what I'm saying. Is I, I don't mind him. He's he's good. Um, I actually met him at age nine at a skating rink. We've all been there. Wait, no, it was H7. We've all it been was there. It was 2009. We've all but, been um, really cool, really cool guy, and it's great to see him win, but it's normal to see him win anymore. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's just, I mean, he's one of the best drivers in NASCAR. He so. is. He's, a two t- he's one of the few multi-time champions in the field for a reason. Him and Kyle, is that it? I think it is. Harvick's only won it once. Chase Elliot's only a one at once. Larson once. Yep. Brad once. That's it. Martin once. Yeah, there's no two. There's no two. That's it. So, um, good to see him get a, another W in the books. But we've got an exciting race coming up this weekend. Yeehaw. It is Literally. your favorite race of the year. It is my favorite race of the year. It's my favorite race track in America, actually. I think so. Had a pretty extracurricular finish last year. <laughs> Good finish though. That's I, it was. I loved it. I loved it. It was much better. It was than very NASCAR. The other, <laughs> the other Coda race were in the rain where they were 
I'm going to get somebody killed. That was spicy. Anyway, so what makes this race so awesome, not only is it at Circuit of the Americas, one of America's premier racetracks where the U.S. Grand Prix is. Of course, there's like 17 American races now, so uh, I don't know if you can call it the U.S. Grand Prix anymore. But we will have two Formula One champions in the field. We will have Jensen Button in the 15 for Rick Ware Racing, which really sucks that that's the car he's going to be driving. And we will have Kimi Raikkonen in the Project 91 car. So we have two guys that are really good at open wheel cars that will be one running. One of them a has my car. mom's name with an I. And uh, then we'll have <laughs> another open wheel driver try to make it. Um, he's he was he's terrible open wheel driver. Um, Jimmy Johnson he's going to attempt to make the NASCAR dream into a reality this weekend. Um, so he'll probably fail. Hope hope for that guy. Maybe he can do it. He's not a very good race car driver. So I don't know if you saw him in Indy last year, but. It was rough. Uh, anyway, um, Rip. What's his name? I I've forgotten. His Jordan something is running the nine. Jordan car. Anderson? No, it's that it's the IMSA guy. He's an IMSA champion. Yes, that's Jordan Anderson. Is it Jordan Anderson? Yes, that's Jordan Anderson. Yeah, extraordinarily talented. He has that. Uh, he has that uh, jorts, jorts thing with a uh, Dale Dirty Mo. Really? Have you not seen that? No, it's pretty lame. Anyway. <laughs> Why'd you tell me about it? So he's going to be running the I nine just, car. It's a thing. <laughs> He'll be running the nine car. Uh, it will be a cool race. I would love to see some new road course aficionados up at the top. I don't feel like we have road course ringers anymore because I feel like most of the grid are good at road courses now, at least passable, because they know how to use the brake pedal and turn the directions more than one Shoot, way. I'm a lot more excited for this than I thought I was. Really? There's a reason. Why? What won't there be two of during this race? Stage cautions. It's going to be awesome. That's, gonna be that great. was like the one thing that like ruined road course racing last year. It was like, man, this road course racing is all about being able to build a gap to your competitors, maintaining pace, watching your tires, and then we're going to put a caution, scheduled caution in all the time and full course cautions all the time, which I know that's the NASCAR way, but hey, um, it's terrible, so change it. Um, yeah, I, I'm super looking forward to this race. Uh, it's going to probably be the race I've I'm looked forward saying, to the most this year. We just need to get rid of stage cautions entirely. Everywhere. Let's just get rid of them everywhere. It'd be great. Then maybe the keyboard warriors, 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 warriors. I'm such a warrior, I can't even say it. Maybe all the keyboard warriors will shut up at Mike Joy. <laughs> Did you, hear, you know that? I didn't hear the way. I didn't hear his exact words, he, but I heard he said it again. He said it again. I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that specifically this week, but apparently he said it again, and. It's weird to see Mike Joy be the villain to some people now. Even though he's not, like, he's not. Mike Joy cannot be a villain. He's not, but also, it's like, why are you insulting the people that really care? The people that are like, hey, like, this is a problem, this needs to get fixed. Like, those are, like, your diehard guys. Like, those are the people that you think you'd give a little bit of credence to. And you're just like, nah, kill yourself. I mean, actually, don't, but hold on, cut that out. I think, I think one of his tweets spells a little bit of gloom for the next TV deal though because he talked about how they're trying to break even does that mean that they're going to be giving NASCAR more money next year 
Or two years from now? No, no one's watching TV anymore. This is a tricky spot to be in. Yeah, it's... it's st- okay, so... They've uh, got to have this streaming deal done. They've got to have it done. Because you're going to have to figure out money to come from someplace because people are cutting cable. Mm-hmm. The sponsors aren't enough, which is ridiculous. Where's the money going to come from? Imagine imagine if NFL players... Okay, imagine... Ratings this. are down. No, yeah, they're, da- they're down, down. They're down. And, okay, let's imagine that I am... The Carolina Panthers, and I want to sign Tom Brady, who, you know, this is this is purely fictitious. It's like, hey, Tom, we really want you. You're such, you're the great, you are literally the greatest football player to ever play the game. We want you on our team. Oh, really? That's that's awesome. I'd love to play for you. Well, what kind of money can you pay us? You need to pay us to play for us. That that's. That's a very poor analogy, but that's kind of how NASCAR is. Is I cannot uh, except if you're somebody like Rick Hendrick with HendrickCars.com sponsoring Kyle Larson. A lot of times, I can't just be like, "That's the most talented driver I've ever seen. He will be in a car." It's oh, he's has all this sponsor money. Let's put him in a car. He has all the sponsor money. Let's put him in a car because. Who cares about winning races if you don't know if you can even field a car? Yeah. it's The whole system's broke. The whole system's broke. I, once again, I don't know why I keep scapegoating the tracks, but the tracks make way too much money off the TV deal. That's that's number yeah. one. That, that is you, immediate there, number there one. There needs to be... You gotta have to run more than two events a year. Oh, yeah. That's... They've gotta find a way to make these tracks... like. I know it's it might be hard for some of these places, but find a way to incorporate local racing in what you do. Yeah. Talladega. You could put a short track inside Talladega. <laughs> I mean, you could put a lot of things inside I mean, Talladega. I mean, we talk about every time we go to Talladega, there's about 25,000 maps that are shown of Talladega and the short tracks that can fit inside them, do it. You know? Pocono, would it not be awesome to have Concord remade in Pocono? I don't know if you know what Concord is, Turnpike, but it was basically baby Pocono. It was a half mile or less, maybe, triangle. Interesting. It's in iRacing if you ever want to try it. It's really cool. Um, But, I mean, little things like that. You know, you can have even just the bare minimum. Charlotte, they're Legends Oval. It is nothing special. They took two lanes out of the grass and paved it. There's no banking. There's no nothing. It's the Legends Oval. You know, you've got to have, make it something that local people want to come to, too. Make it something that you have to run and have to make money off of. Light shows. Bristol does the Christmas lights. Yep. That is super cool. You get to drive up on the banking of, tur- of I think, turns three and four. Yes. It's really awesome. Yep. I mean, just stuff like that. Incorporate your fans. Get them to the track more. Do some- You know how... Cletus. You know how Cletus all these- McFarlane yeah, doing the one. races at Bristol. Yeah, that's a good one. Those are super cool. You know how all these, like, the big rage is like these music festivals like Coachella and Bonnaroo. 
it's almost like you have the world's best festival facility sitting right there. You could put on a great music festival and pack how many thousands of people in there. Just all the, it's crazy. You know how much easier it would be to have a lot more racing at your track if your track wasn't a mile and a half long? Because other than the top four series, Arca to Cup, how many mile and a half racers are there? Zero, almost. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, you that all the things that I'm talking about require more work. I think Charlotte has a cool thing with the Charlotte dirt track. Las Vegas yeah. has the bull ring. I mean, there Talladega has Talladega dirt track, but um, there's just I want to see. I mean that you thinking about that. It is kind of cool to bring your friend to the Charlotte dirt track little race and then you look over your shoulder and see the big track and your friend's like, whoa, this is really cool. What the heck happens over there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, you got to get your, you got to get people into the seats of your, your racetrack. And you do. So, well, let's go ahead and pick them for this weekend, and let's get out of here. So, Kota. Kota. Coder. Who? Oh, you won this week, didn't you? I guess I did. I will tell you, I'm going to pick someone that is not going to score well. So, if you want to... Kimmy Raikkonen. Are you going to pick Kimmy? Yeah. I'm going to pick Jensen. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you unless I have, Kimmy I have gets a, in a wreck. Yeah. No, I have Because Kimmy a, did good at Walton's Glen. Yeah, he did. I have a signed Jensen Button photo somewhere. I have like a big, massive signed Jensen Button photo that I've got to find because i got to wrap it this weekend. So I totally spelled that wrong. We'll fix it later. Anyway, while it's, you're doing what, that... What? Benson? Jensen? Jensen? J-E-N-S-E-S-O. What is his first name? That's his first name. What's his second name? Button. B-U-T-T-O-N. That was fun. Form 2009 Formula One World Champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big deal. With Braun GP. Remember the car where they found that he was the guy that won the championship the year that there Brown was new GP. regulations. Braun. B-W- Brown. B-R-A-W-N. Brown. <laughs> Brown racing. They found a loophole in the regulations where the diffuser, they did a split diffuser and it added so much time that they won the championship. One year, and then they became Mercedes. Oh, true story. So, anyway. So, Mercedes are cheaters. Oh, my gosh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Actions detrimental to open car <laughs> racing. Open car open, racing. Open car racing. <laughs> the car is open now. Open for interpretation. Anyway, let's go ahead and get the heck out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this please is your house. be sure to follow us on all of our socials on Right Sides Pod on Twitter, Right Sides Only on Instagram, me at Turnpike underscore. Mine at RSO underscore green. green. Hopefully we'll have some more solo content put up. We're going to try to get back into producing content, getting stuff out there. I'm going to try to do some Turnpike Tonight stuff. I'm really wanting to get into my history series. I think I'm going to probably call it Turnpike Time Machine, which sounds way cooler in my what head. What kind of history are you looking at? All of it. The whole thing. The whole thing? <laughs> All of history. I start from day one of creation <laughs> and catalog every event beginning. up until today. 
So this guy Hitler. <laughs> There's an Austrian man with a funny mustache. And he's getting <laughs> he's getting kind of rowdy. He's getting kind of rowdy over there. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> nothing will come of that. Dun, 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 dun. To be continued. In the business, we, we call, call this, this foreshadowing. Yeah, these uh, these uh, these guys over in uh, they they are over in Germany. They are doing something. Okay. I'm sure nothing will come of that. Okay, goodbye. Anyway, hopefully that'll go soon. So anyway, tune in next week where Green will be teaching us how to make a bologna sandwich using no bologna, no bread, only grass, mayonnaise, and wood chips. So be sure to tune in for that. It's because the wood chips are the bread. Jesus is the bread. And... I mean, if you want to think about it, grass eventually becomes baloney. <laughs> that's like that's like saying that that's like saying, well, we can make we can make a cake out of human feces because it will eventually become human feces if you when when you eat it. No, that's you can make analogy. no, you can make human feces out of cake. Because eventually cake will turn into... <laughs> yes, because that's why we can make... It's not the... It doesn't work the other way around. Yeah, you can't... It's not reverse compatible. You can't... You can't PCs will not around. become cake. And if it does, no one else will live from eating that cake. <laughs> why? 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 I'm, I was asked not to go... I was asked not to go back to that baking competition after that one. <laughs> they said, no, you can't bring that in here. I entered it anyway. 17 hospitalized. Giant Judge Tim has died <laughs> from E. coli. Hot Kool-Aid. You got you 17 women in the hospital. What was it? French toast and mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, seven seven women hospitalized. Wow. Do you not know that video? No, I don't oh know that video. Oh my gosh. Oh, I I know what I'm doing after this. All right, folks. It's been good to see you. It's been real. It's been fun. Ain't been real fun, but we'll see you next week on another episode of the world's worst NASCAR podcast boogity 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 baloney sandwich amen